Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Bird Show. Felt like this was an infuriating idea on Friday, and I'm honestly not looking forward to the update here. It was uh, Carrie on Friday who was very concerned. She was going to a bachelorette party, and the maid of honor thought it would be a really great idea if she brought the future bride's ex on the bachelorette party for just one last fling. What could go wrong? (laughs) So Carrie was telling us on Friday she wasn't really down with this idea at all. She was really nervous about it. Did she say on Friday if the other girls knew about it? Yes, they were in a group text. Everybody knew about it. Okay, so everybody knew about it. And everybody was either, uh, nobody was really like vocal on saying, don't do this. No. Don't do this. No, everybody seemed to be pretty into it, especially the maid of honor. Um, And so she was just going back and forth as, A, does she even bother going? Or B, does she say something to the maid of honor like, hey, maybe this is not a good idea? I can't even remember what our advice was. Do you guys remember? Um, we, well, we, we told her to talk to whoever is closest mm-hmm. to the bride. So if that is the maid of honor, talk to the maid of honor. If it's like her bestie that she hangs out with all the time, get the tea from her. All right, Carrie is back now. Hey, Carrie. Hey, guys. How are you? All right. Please tell me, like, all you guys got together, told the maid of honor this is an awful idea, and it did not happen, and then we can hang up and feel good about ourselves. Uh, well, okay, so I did kind of say that, like, I kind of bailed last minute. I mean, I said, like, a family issue came up. I just really just decided not to say anything because I thought it was a better idea just to keep my mouth shut. Like, I was just kind of hoping that, like, it all happened and that the bride would just turn him down. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, you know, I don't know. One final was, test from the universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was just hoping that maybe, like, maybe the whole thing went down smooth and she's like, I love my husband, you know, I'm not going to do that. But I didn't really ask, honestly. Like, I didn't really want to find out if she did do it. I was going to go. Like, I really was. Because I was like, okay, first, I kind of want to see what would happen and what would play out. Mm -hmm. But then, kind of, my boyfriend was, like, the voice of reason. And he told me not to. Um, He honestly, I mean, he honestly was like, I really don't think you should be associating with any of these people who would have any sort of moral compass like this. And, like, you would probably feel obligated to tell um, the the groom. And that's kind of where my head's at. Like, if I did go, I I feel like I would feel obligated to tell him (laughs) if it did happen. But I'm still in the group chat. I just didn't ask what happened. You know, I don't don't even want to know. Um, and I don't begrudge your boyfriend for feeling that way. I mean, if I found out my husband was going to a bachelor party and they were intentionally bringing in the groom's ex to sleep with him, I'd be like, yeah, I don't, you know, you are the company you keep. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so. I mean, I commend you for having morals. It's not great for radio, but kudos yeah. to you. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed if I'm honest with you. You could have at least saw it through. For us. us. I'm a little bit surprised that nobody, like, even told you about it. So you you don't at this point know if he was there or not, or you know for sure he showed up? No, because, like, it's, like, the night that he was supposed to show up, I just, like... The, the group chat was silent. Like, they didn't really even talk about it. Because so they don't want anything in writing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, there's no harm, Carrie, in asking one of the attendees, like, so, hey, hey, did you have a good time? Like, you don't have to outright ask. So, uh, so you're asking her to do that for us? 
Yes. <laughs> but what yeah. she's trying to do here is completely separate. So that's fine. She's sort of playing that's... like if I don't know anything, then I can't. Nothing can be traced back to me. But here you are going. Well, can you do it for us? Yeah. No, that is the healthy thing. <laughs> Which I, you and I really have changed places the last it's, couple it's of odd. months. It's really odd, it right? Really is. She's going right in for the ratings, and I'm getting all soft. <laughs> yes, what is happening? I got us posing in diapers and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? If you asked and you found out, would you feel morally obligated to tell the groom? I don't know because then it's like I didn't see it yeah. happen. Mm. It's like not as traumatizing. Would you guess? Oh, God, that's tough. Not if you didn't see it. Yeah, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't say anything oh. and I think I would... What uh, if somebody says something in the group chat and she sees it there? I don't, I don't think I would say anything honestly because I think that would be my friend. Like, obviously, I would be invited to the bachelorette and I would have to say like, you're making your own decisions and making your own bet. And I think, I don't know if that's the right answer, but I would justify it as, well, you got it out of your system before you got married. Like knowing if that happened to me, I'd be absolutely livid. I would want someone to tell me if my soon-to-be husband ever did that. But I think my allegiance would be to my friend and I'd be like, you're an adult woman and this is your relationship and I'm not babysitting you. Yeah, if I find out that something happened, I, I got to be honest, I think with this kind of couple, if we're having these kinds of problems this early on in the relationship, it yeah. ain't going to be too long before divorce is just around but, the corner. But so. we don't know if she hooked up. We don't know if the guy showed up. I mean, at this point, Carrie, I, don't ask questions. You're yeah, you're innocent yeah. right now. Just stay away from the whole thing. I think it might be better. Like, I think it's I think it that's is. what yeah. Boyfriend is right. You listen to Kristen, we're only going to get you in trouble here. <laughs> All right? Yeah, I mean, I, then I wouldn't feel obligated to tell anyone anything, you know? Like, right. If you happen to come across some information. Yeah. Then you could call us back. Yeah. Yeah. If the sure. group chat happens to pop off this afternoon, yeah. give us a call. <laughs> the Bird Show. Well, good for phone screener Mikey for trying to do what uh, Kristen couldn't pull off. Hey, hey, hey. Again. I, what? No. Again. That does not go down as an L. I was looking out for my girl, Abby. I, I tried to set Abby up on a date. We had guys submit their entries to the com, And as I perused, there was not a person that spoke to me saying this was the right match. As so a, I just, we squashed the whole thing. As a guy that's not on dating apps, and as I was scrolling through seeing the, um, the pictures and the profiles that Kristen was getting, it just became crystal clear what Abby complains about every single day. <laughs> I feel so bad for these poor guys listening. They're like, what do you well, mean? try harder, dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's not even that you don't have a, a good personality, but the pictures looked like, made you look like lazy asses. Like it was not anything special whatsoever. At least put some damn effort into it. Yeah, that was the problem. It was a lack of effort. Right? So Mikey here is here to save the day, Abby. Well, sometimes you just got to step up to the plate, you know, put your foot through a window. And Abby, do I have the man for you? Oh, God. Um, this isn't the security guard in the wheelchair that you are telling us about earlier. Would that change things? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, no, I've, I've, I've never pitched a person before, but boy, did I find one for you. Okay. He came to me. He said, I'd like to be set up with Abby from the Burt Show. And I said... I'll work that out. Oh, <laughs> you're going to handle it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll make the reservations and all. Um, he's a good fella. He hasn't posted on Instagram since 2017. Green flag. Green flag. He's got a good computer job. The twist is... A good computer job is in he uses his computer for his job. <laughs> he uses his computer. He's like he's can, his job is just computer. <laughs> he's some kind of programmer <laughs> or something. He's got a nice job. Okay. He, um, he, here's the twist. He's younger. I think he's 23 years old. Okay. Is so, he tall? He is tall. Okay. I don't know. I'm a little young to be a cougar. Well. That you would uh, be a puma. You would be yeah, a puma. Yeah, it's only okay. three years. But, um, yeah, and I think that you should give him a real shot. How well do you know this guy? I know him real well. I hung out you with him all really through college. Solid, Mikey. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need a little more, a little more um, chutzpah here. Right. Katie says that you like one that looks like a baseball player. He looks like a baseball player. Okay, he in plays. the sense that he looks like he does drugs or he's, like, handsome um, and has a good butt. <laughs> looks like he's recovering from drugs. Um, <laughs> it looks like he's recovering from drugs. Right, right, good enough for me. <laughs> uh, what else? He likes golf. He likes oh, movies. Oh, okay. What He's, kind of movies? Um, 
Oh, he likes them all. He loves them. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen a movie he didn't like. He likes it's movie. all good. Oh, in related loves. news, he breathes air. <laughs> Breaking news, hey. water is wet. The okay. thing about this guy, he loves music. He loves movies. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> what what makes you think they're right good now. together? I mean, he's got a, a bunch of nice attributes, but what makes you think, like, the two of them would hit it off? This well. is Kristen's major flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see it. What do you, how do I sell this? I don't know. I could see you guys together. What makes them compatible? What, what about, makes them a good match? What about her says she's good for him and vice versa? I think he's easy to get along with. I think he's a good time. You always say, I'm a good time. I am a good time. Two good times make a great time. <laughs> Mikey. Simple math. Do you have a picture of him on your I phone? Do. Yeah, pull, I want a live. Okay. I want a live reaction. Here, here. we go. Okay. All right, hold on. And you said you you hung out with this dude all through college. Yeah, yeah. Good okay. guy. Not a not a stone unturned. Um, how, how do you know him? How did you meet him? That's not a good picture. Yeah. <laughs> you are not doing your duty justice. Kristen doing the Lord's work over there here. Is. No, that's not a good picture. Oh, uh, well, find it. <laughs> Operate it. I can't do it. Is this this is him? That's pictures of him. Yeah, that's him. Okay. So Six posts. Uh, which one? Which I know if he's listening oh, to this. He's pissed about this bitch. He's so mad. He's like, Mikey, try harder. You're killing me, bro. This one. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Oh, oh, all right. Oh, all right. oh, all right. oh. He's actually not a bad Wait, I want Mo's reaction first. Okay. It's not the guy in the red hat. Which one? We're going to eliminate him uh, okay. immediately. All right. Do you know who he looks like? Who? Ben Affleck. Ben Wait Affleck. Wait a second. Really? He does. Doesn't he look like a, a young Ben Affleck? I can, I can see where you get that from. Wait, I'm, I'm in trouble. All right. Here we go. Puma mode activated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. He's, how tall is he again? Uh, Taller than me. Perfect. He's the one in the back. He's the one in the back. He's the tallest oh one. Oh my in the god, picture, he right? is the tallest one in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so you're interested. Is, let's let's get the marriage license. Let's get it together. All right. <laughs> he works uh, on computers. He looks like he could play baseball. He's tall. <laughs> He's for you. Perfect. He likes movies. You forgot that. Oh, yeah, movies. Most of the Wait, he's kind of cute. Wait, okay. So tell me, tell me the T on his on his ex. Is this his next girlfriend? Still on, be, his, yeah. on his IG. Well, don't forget, he hasn't updated, right? Posted since 2017. That's correct. So that's old, old news. Oh, that's a 2017 photo? Oh, well, that oh. might be a po- like tagged in. Would you, would you be into at least sampling Mikey's suggestion? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll sample. sample. Yeah? Sample the flavor. <laughs> what if they Serving end up sucks. together forever and she oh, has to say the rest of her Abby. life that her husband is because of Mikey. She's <laughs> indebted to Mikey. At least he'll sing at my wedding. Oh, yeah, I will. And I'll get paid $500 doing it. How many rights? <laughs> and you said he's a solid guy. He's a good guy. It, Let's set this thing okay. up. I got to back you up, Mikey. Looking at his picture, you guys would make a cute couple. Very. I would make a cute couple with anybody, too. Yeah. That, that is true. Yeah, that is true. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Drew Barrymore says she won't bring back her daytime talk show until after the ongoing WGA strike Mm -hmm. is resolved. People were getting fired up about this last week. Yeah, they were. She she announced that she was going to continue the taping of her show. She's like, you know, we're just going to use limited writing. It's fine. But her show is still covered by the WGA. So we were like, this is not right. You're not standing in solidarity with these writers. You you need to pull back on your show. So she. What was her take for trying to like do it again? Just that this is what the world needs right now. I started this show. I think is what I read. Like the show is just. It, this is this gets you out of like your daily routine and the problems. This is your escape, and we haven't been able to provide it, so I'm going to do the show. See, I think I misunderstood because from like Jessica Chastain and other actors who've been out promoting films. What from what I understood from them is SAG and the Writers Guild. They have these like stipulations. This is what we're trying to acquire. So those independent movies were like we're going to abide by what they're trying to accomplish. And not what is currently, um, not not what is currently standard right now in the industry, but it doesn't seem like that's what Drew was doing. Yeah, and she. The other thing is, is with the promotional part. Obviously, with a daytime talk show, you would expect a lot of the content is going to be actors and actresses coming on to yeah. promote their stuff. And she said, "Well, we're not going to do any of that as well." So that'll also fall in line with standing in solidarity. Still, people just did not feel like it was right. So now they've made the decision to not air. I think it was supposed to start airing today. And she posted an apology video on Friday that she has since deleted. I believe there's nothing I can do or say in this moment to make it okay. I wanted to own a decision so that it wasn't a PR 
protected situation. And I would just take full responsibility for my actions. I know there's just nothing I can do that will make this okay for those it is not okay with. And now she has a text apology. So I guess her PR team wasn't really happy with whatever she posted or maybe the backlash in the comments was just getting too much. So now she's posted a text photo on her Instagram. It says, I have listened to everyone and I'm making the decision to pause the show's premiere until the strike is over. I have no words to express my deepest apologies to anyone I have heard. And of course, to our incredible team who works on the show and has made it what it is today. We really tried to find our way forward and I truly hope for a resolution for the entire industry very soon. I I understand why she got so much um, backlash on it. Um, The strength in negotiation, I think, here is the heavyweights in the industry, like Drew Barrymore, uh, the ones that are taking a stand. So if they're not lining up in a... uh, for solidarity mm-hmm. for those that aren't making anywhere near what she's making. It's a real hit to them. So I think when you're in it, you make these decisions, you just forget that eventually this strike is going to be over, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to want to come work on my show when I sold them out just a couple of months ago? Okay, so let's uh, hypothetical. Put yourself in Drew Barrymore's uh, shoes because you're like, you're you're a big deal in radio. Uh, and people look up to you. And what if there was like a radio strike? So you're trying to decide um, whether or not to go on strike. But by going on strike, we're not getting paid. Right. So you, you, the like because we were just did a photo shoot yesterday, and you see like this staff in front of you, and it's a, an embarrassment of riches. We have a, a quite an extensive staff. So if you, as our leader, chooses to go on strike. Uh-huh. We're going to be without money for as, who, who, however long they've been without money. Yeah, this is what I would do. There's what, 10 of us? Let's say there's 10 of us mm-hmm. on staff. I'd pay four of you. <laughs> now we just have to battle figure it out. Which four? You guys are going to have to fight it out like um, Hunger, Hunger Games. <laughs> um, oh, okay. <laughs> Here is how I really feel about it is that, um, look, I've been doing this for a long time and I have a nice little nest egg set up right now. So if we were to go on strike, my intention, I would have to run this by a couple of business people, would be to pay, pay everybody on staff. Gotcha. If I could do that, that's yeah. what's being done. Kind of like what the the late night guys are doing by doing that podcast so they can yeah. help out their staff because everybody's on strike. Right. Well, Bert, Bert proved this before, and I don't want to embarrass you, Bert, but when we uh, went oh. through the uh, yeah. pandemic, mm-hmm. um, you know, radio stations were struggling uh, getting advertisers and and Bert had to take a cut. I think Kristen did too. And uh, and you didn't. The rest of the staff didn't have to take a cut. Oh, I forgot. And that's, we were, that's we were all, nice back then. We that's really all nice. because of Bert and Kristen. And I I will personally never forget that. Oh, I totally forgot it. So thanks for bringing it back up. <laughs> I totally forgot about that too. Those days are over though. If that happens again, that's a one time not a repeat. Yeah. <laughs> we can only be nice once in this career. But I mean, yeah, Drew's a newer show, so I think yeah. she just thought she was going to do the best for as many people as possible, yeah. trying to meet in the middle, try and make a compromise, and it and honestly backfired. Russell Brand is being accused of serious crimes by five different women. I'll tell you how he's responding on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. You ever been in the increasingly anxious situation? Mo, I know you've been here before. When you get off your flight and you're waiting for your bags and all the bags are coming off (sighs) and coming off and coming off (laughs) and coming off and then you have that first thought, oh God, I hope my... I'm sure it's just going to be last. I'm sure it's just going to be last. And then it keeps going around and around and around. And then finally that red light comes on. That's it. And your bag's not there. It's the worst. Absolutely. You got a million things going through your head. Where do I got to go? How long is my bag going to be? I got to wear the same clothes now for the next 48 hours, right? It's just the worst. So this weekend there was a flight, a Swiss International Airlines flight that takes off from Zurich to Spain. Um, And the same thing happened when it returned to Spain. All the passengers were there at the carousel waiting for their bags, right? Not one bag came off the flight. (laughs) There were no bags? Not one? No No bags at all. So they had a lack of workers working that day to put the luggage on the flights. So they delayed the plane for an hour and realized, you know what? Everybody's sitting on the plane right now anyway. 
Yeah, they don't have their bags, but let's just send them to Spain and we'll deal with it when we get there. What? So they fly to Spain. Everybody's sitting there at the carousel waiting for their bags. Not one comes off. For two hours. Two hours. They sat there at baggage claim for two hours (laughs) waiting for luggage and nobody bothered to tell them that because they didn't have a ground crew. There was no luggage put on the plane. They didn't want to delay flights because if you delay one, you're delaying yeah. a whole bunch after also. So they're like, ah, screw <laughs> it. Just send them down. They're already on the plane. <laughs> send the people down there and we'll deal with the luggage at another time. That is fair. <laughs> Which they did. Uh, they get to Spain and within like 24 hours, most people had their luggage. But those first 24 hours, nobody had anything. Wow. <laughs> at least you weren't in it alone, I guess. Right? That could have been a really costly mistake. Like, I wonder if somebody just flippantly made that decision or weighed the monetary outcome because usually if you get off a plane with certain airlines and your baggage isn't there they have to pay you legally a certain amount up to like Mm -hmm. depending on the airline like thirty six hundred dollars to cover what you are missing in your luggage and a lot of the the times if you go they'll be like just wait it'll come within 24 hours and you can (laughs) say no Pay me, and they will have to pay you. Yeah. So imagine if all of those passengers were like, cough up the $3,600 on an international flight. Yeah, most people don't know that That probably. So Yeah, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get an update on this texting tutor from Friday, because this was a major miscommunication, and a friendship might have just crumbled because of it. Man, this got ugly fast. So Burt Show listener Lauren hit us up and needed us to text with her best friend. Lauren is getting married next October. She's very excited. Her best friend also engaged in getting married, but they were putting the wedding off for a couple of years so they could save money so they could have the wedding of their dreams. Well, Lauren's best friend, her in-laws are stepping in to save the day, going to give them a bunch of money. So now the best friend can move her wedding to the fall when she's always wanted to get married. But this chick literally changed the date of her wedding to two weeks before Lauren's wedding. So her best friend, who is her maid of honor, she is her best friend's maid of honor, are now going to have to deal with planning for two weddings two weeks apart. Lauren was like, hell to the no. Too stressful, not possible. Why are you trying to steal my sparkle? There's like a million things. So we texted on Lauren's behalf with the best friend to be like, hey, Maybe moving it to this date isn't the best idea. Like, I want to be there at my full capacity as your maid of honor. I want you to be there for me and your full capacity as maid of honor. But the friend was steadfast that I want to get married in the fall. This is the date I'm going to do it. We'll make it'll be a fun adventure and accused um, Lauren of not wanting the best for her. And it just at the end of the day, it ended with. No wedding date being changed and Lauren debating whether or not she wanted to bow out of her friend's wedding. All right. So here is the email update. I think the thing I teased is not actually what happened. Um, she said she wanted to come over and discuss the entire situation. I had hoped she was coming over and it would result in moving her date. Well, that wasn't the case at all. She had already laid out all the dates for her things. Dates for bridal showers, bachelorette trips, etc. Which means, since I haven't set those dates for myself, I now have to work around her dates for those things also. I pointed out that she may have had a really hard time finding a venue or wedding vendors if she hasn't booked them by now. That's when she told me that those things have already been booked and that they are planning on having the wedding on her fiance's family property in North Carolina. This comes with an even greater list of things I'll have to do for her wedding right before mine. So with everything she's already set in place, there's basically no time for anything related to my own wedding. I didn't want it to come to this. But I'm going to have to tell her that she will have to find someone else to be her maid of honor, and I'll have to do the same. I'm sure it'll be uh, a big old impact on our friendship, and that breaks my heart. It also means that I'm probably going to have to miss some of those special events for her and our friend group may end up being divided on attending them since they are only a limited number of weekends to do all these things. Either way... I have no choice, but I feel pretty confident that this is her fault and not mine, and it just really sucks. Thanks for all the help. Hopefully it all works out. 
but I'll keep you posted either way. This sucks. And I don't think your friendship should have to end over this. I just don't think it's not to say that it's not that big of a deal, but my uh, it's just a wedding. It is one part of your friendship. Do not blow it up because you're feeling some type of way. She's in the wrong. I fully agree. But I think you're really going to burn a bridge forever if you tell her you're not going to be the maid of honor. I feel like I would be infuriated at the way that she went about it Mm -hmm. because, you know, you you knew what my date was. You changed your date. You did all of these things. And then she really didn't care on top of it Mm -hmm. when she tried to explain to her that this was going to affect her own wedding. So I I could see how it would be difficult for me to remain friends with her after this. Mm. Yeah, this is done. (laughs) <laughs> this is done. Just for planning it, this, I mean, at the same time, this is done. Mm-hmm. Get it. The Bird Show. All right, so Mo had a big old speech, a very impactful speech, hopefully, to give over the weekend. How did it go? Yes, sir. It went really well. I uh, was for Camino Latino, which is a nonprofit organization by Latinos for Peace and Equity, and they create opportunities for, like, Latin families who have intended uh, violence within their family. They create safe spaces for you to speak, and they have a uh, annual celebration, which this year was the 10th annual celebration, and they asked me to speak at a classroom about four years ago to uh, some of the children that are within the program who have experienced child abuse because they've heard me come on the Burt Show and speak toward my year of child abuse and they wanted me to use my voice to kind of lift these kids up. And I did. And so it was like the first speech I'd ever done at that time. And it's great because a lot of the kids that uh, were there when I gave that speech, I've been able to kind of keep in contact with a couple of them and watch their journeys and see how my voice actually did make an impact. And so I guess they were so happy with my uh, speech the first time that they asked me to actually come back and be the keynote speaker for their 10th annual celebration, which was at the Georgia Aquarium. On Friday, and my first time being asked to be a keynote speaker, so I was, to be honest, at first I was like, I kind of had imposter syndrome. Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for that. That's that's a big deal. But it's an important role for an evening, and it's also like that venue is kind of intimidating too, because that's a huge. Those ballrooms are huge, and that's yes. a lot of people to speak in front of. Absolutely. And, and if you do poorly, they just throw you right into the tank. <laughs> the they throw you in with the sharks. <laughs> I was thinking. I was. Um, I was thinking about like you know just the uh, the impact of what I wanted to say and what I wanted to do and. I really didn't know, to be honest, but I, the first time I did the speech, I really spoke from my heart. I feel like that's where I'm, I do best, and I mean, it's it's a it's an experience that I've genuinely had, and that I've, I feel like when you have those, it's best to just speak from the heart. And when I showed up at the ballroom, the ballroom was so nice. I mean, the background, mm-hmm. you got the whales swimming. Yeah. Everybody was, like, suited and booted to the nines. I mean, everybody <laughs> was dressed so well. I was like, yeah, um, okay. I don't know <laughs> if I'm at the right place, but here we go. And uh, I wanted to, I want, I didn't want to mess up. I made one mistake that you'll actually hear in this clip that I think is funny because I, I was on a time crunch and everything was like, I mean, they, they had speakers, they had this and everybody had their time limit. So they told me like, please don't be more than 10 minutes. And I have a tendency when I get on stage <laughs> to lose a track of time. I do it all the time. And so I, I had a date with me, but I didn't want to give her too many responsibilities. I had already asked her to record it for me. And so I could focus on the speech, but I didn't want her to have to do the time and the recording because I figured she'd mess one up. So I said to myself, I'll take care of the time. You just take care of the recording. So I set my phone to go off after 10 minutes so I would know to get off the stage. And I ain't put it on silent. So that thing just started. It's like your dad and his speech at your wedding. Yeah. yeah Instead of going doing off. a countdown, why didn't you just put like a, like a stopwatch on so you could see the time ramp? And then when it hit 10, you would know to stop. Well, you know, that would have been smart. <laughs> A good idea in hindsight. Uh, yeah. Where were you on Friday evening? <laughs> it was so last minute that when they called my name, I was fumbling with my phone to try to get the time right. And I should have just stopped it when I saw I had a minute left. Yeah. But I was just focused on the speech. And um, so the alarm goes off as you're as literally you're, you're oh. going to hear it as <laughs> as it goes. Now the rest of the speech went really well. Uh, I was on time, and I just wanted to basically speak to them about uh, not only using the platform to speak openly about the child abuse, which in the beginning I talked about how like it was really difficult for me to be that vulnerable. And it was the first time I really shared those experiences. But then once you realize the impact that you have, it becomes a little easier to continue to share those experiences. And I also spoke to being black on the show and how the black community has accepted it, but has not accepted it at the same time. So the theme of the night was basically to just lift voices of anybody that has gone through something that you may be embarrassed to share, but could actually help impact someone 
else if you did share it. And my theme was basically I have marks on my body that I remember for the rest of my life from child abuse. And I, rem I use those marks to remember to leave a mark on life. And this is a clip of the speech that I gave. You go through a test for a testimony. You don't have to let any of your trials and tribulations affect you in a way to where it's in vain. You actually use it to your benefit. You use it to actually help people, to show people that there's a better way. We're all gonna go through something. And you don't have to be a victim. You don't have to blame yourself. I blamed myself for a lot of the things I went through as a child when I had no choice. But as I've gotten older, as I've gotten blessed, and I'm, I'm blessed to be in a situation where I have such a big platform where I can speak to these things, it's finally, it took a long time. It takes a lot of patience, and it takes a lot of consistency and persistence. But finally, I got to a point where I realized that everything I went through was on purpose. It was not in vain. God was not ignoring me. He was there the entire time, and it was all for a reason. And if it was for me to go through all I went through at that time, to stand in places like this and give you guys whatever advice or guidance I could give you, influence I can give you, to go out there and just literally use your scars to be a better person. I have marks on my body that remind me of all of the abuse I went through as a child. And one day someone asked me, what do those marks remind you of? And I told them it reminds me to leave a mark on this world. The marks on my body will constantly remind me to leave a mark on this world. That was how I wrapped Beautiful. it up. Beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate nice, that. And you barely noticed the alarm. Okay, wasn't it too bad? <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't bad at all. Okay, good. What's the name of the organization again? And is this a national or just a local one? It's a local one. It's okay. Caminar Latino. And you can find them online? Yes, sir. All right. It's the Burt Show. Great job, dude. Get it. The Burt Show. Slightly hungover from Guns N' Roses last night. So let's do a stupid bit of the week. Okay. been doing so good on really scaling back on my drinking. Me too. Until this weekend. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Music Midtown, then we had our photo shoot yesterday. We should have been innocent enough. It should have been. But no, wouldn't have that. Yeah. It all seems so much more fun when I ask people to do shots. Absolutely. I, <laughs> I have limited myself to only drinking on the weekend, which is what I did. I just drank really heavily this weekend, <laughs> which kind of defeats the whole purpose. But... I came across this on Instagram and I laughed out loud and I was like, well, if I laugh, maybe hmm. other people will laugh. <laughs> so I follow redneck memes on Instagram. And let me tell you, yeah, it's a hoot. And this one guy comes on there and it's a construction worker and he's breaking down the nicknames he gives people that he works with, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have Tommy play this uh, video from Instagram. He's going to give you a word. And this is a nickname. He's going to give you a nickname of one of his coworkers, and you have to guess what that nickname <laughs> means. Okay? So mm -hmm. let's, let's hear the first one, Tommy. Nicknames that you can call your coworkers. The first one is Kit Kat. Stop. Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Why would he mm. nickname one of his coworkers Kit Kat? Somebody that won't give you a break. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Or he's always on a smoke break. Okay. Mm. Kit Kat. Huh? Yeah. Right. Kit Kats have a lot of layers. I'm going to say that this guy has a lot of facets to his personality. Mm, okay, guys, girl, guys it's called redneck think, memes, babe. Yeah, You're going guys too wouldn't deep. think that too. Listen, I have to come up with something. <laughs> um, Kit Kat. Uh, it does have to do with a break. I was going to say that's the only thing I could yeah. come up with. Give me a break. Because isn't that the slogan? Like, yeah. give me a break. Give me a break. Uh -huh. Okay, you guys are close. Cassie's closest. Because they always need a break. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's, yep. what's the next nickname? And then Justin. Okay. Justin. That, Why was somebody Justin. nicknamed Justin? He's just in time for everything. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah. He's got that Bieber haircut. Got <laughs> Let's play it, Tommy. Because they do just enough ah. to not get fired. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Just enough to uh -huh. get by. Our next uh, nickname, please. Then there's Motion Light. Motion light? Motion, motion light. light. Motion light. Does he only work when people are watching him? Mm, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> because they only work when they see someone. <laughs> <laughs> right. They get better and they get raunchier, so okay. brace yourselves. Okay. Our next nickname? And E.T. 
E T. He's always calling home. Yeah, he's home. always calling home, right? Well, well, well close. Always wants to go home. Uh. Just want to go home. <laughs> Our next nickname. Uh, there's Lantern. 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 He only Lantern. works at night, maybe. Lantern. Oh, is he always turned on? No. He glows from within like a lantern? No. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, Tommy. Probably my favorite one. It means they're not real bright. <laughs> no, he... Need to be carried. <laughs> <laughs> not real bright. Need to be carried. That's funny. Right. Our next nickname. And then everybody knows Blister. 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 Mmm. I don't know. Ever since you said a raunchy, my mind can't uh-huh. get out of the gutter. This is not, this is not a raunchy one. Okay. I was really, thinking he was caught doing something. Yeah, no. Or he did it so much he got blisters on uh-huh. his hand. No, you were, yes, no, that didn't happen on, <laughs> on the work site. Maybe um, he's real annoying like a blister. That's a good guess. Not correct, but that's a good guess. I got nothing. I got nothing. Go ahead, Tommy. They only show up when the work's all done. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That's clever. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. Our next one. And then there's foreskin. <laughs> foreskin? Hey. Foreskin. I don't think I can comment on this. <laughs> foreskin. Uh-huh. Yo, that's a great nickname. <laughs> the extra? No. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are never going to guess this one, but it's so good. Foreskin. Foreskin. Is it like... Maybe he, he looks real wrinkly. Like, go ahead, Tommy. When things get hard, they disappear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, one, that was my okay. favorite. And I believe there's one more. And there's G Spot. They can't, they can't find him ever. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You ready, Abby? Dang it. So far, nobody's been able to find there him. There you go. Need to read a little bit more Cosmo then. <laughs> the one you got right really hit home. Get it? The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Just a quick content warning for sexual assault and rape. We have two stories in this segment that cover that. So if that's something that's really triggering for you, now would be your time to bow out. Because Russell Brand has been accused of rape and sexual assault by five different women. One of them is as young as 16 years old. So it's currently being investigated by a bunch of different UK media outlets. And they say that these incidents took place between 2006 and 2013 when he was the host for BBC Radio 2 and Channel 4. Obviously, Russell Brand, he's denying all of this and he got on social media to state his case. He's basically saying none of this happened as we would expect. But I mean, the fact that it's even coming out, I mean, it's a huge, huge um, welt on his name. There were four women that came out, right? This is not just one. This is five. Five, five, five women. Five women. Yeah. Wow. One, one is 16. And which is insane. Um, was 16. Or was 16 yeah, yeah. at the time. Um, he, 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 would you consider him like a reformed douchebag? Didn't he, he used to be like, I mean, I, I think this was even prior to him being married to Katy Perry. Yeah. Like he was just like, there was a high ick factor with him, but now he's, he's seen, really, I mean, he's been very open about how, into drugs yes. and um, the highs and lows. I, I do know what you're saying though, because when the info came out while disgusting, it didn't like, it, 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 I don't know, Russell Brand's brand to me, it didn't shock me. If that sounds really, really bad, like if you came out yeah. and said this was Nick Lachey, I'd be like, what? But it was Russell really? Brand. Nick Lachey? Yeah. Nick he Nick seems like a pretty solid dude. <laughs> Would not expect that from him. No, uh, but for Russell Brand, I don't know why I was thinking like, I know he's kind of been crazy and up and down and well, yeah. I, I I don't think it does an, an all, in all sincerity. I think um, you should always be shocked because it's repulsive that anybody could do that. Shit, mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says it's all it was all consensual, and I already see the arguments popping up that the age of 16, technically, in the UK, you can consent for that. But 16 is a child, and I'm sorry if you're 16 and you're listening to this. It doesn't mean I think you're a baby, but 
in terms of adult relationships, like I think we get skewed because on TV, we see adults play teenagers all the time. Like people who are 25, 26, 27 are playing 15 and 16 year olds. And if you see an actual 16 year old in real life, you're like, oh God, you don't look like Cole Sprouse who's in his late 20s, whatever, playing a teenager on Riverdale. So I think people forget, like you're not looking at adults. Like 16 is a child. So to be an adult man, why are you attracted to a child under the age of 18? Like even if there is consent, it's gross on on the part Mm -hmm. of Russell Brand. 100%. And that's if. I am not saying that this was consensual. I'm saying in a hypothetical situation. Speaking of this age difference, have you seen what Demi Lovato is saying about her relationship with Wilmer Valderrama? Just how it was like misguided and disgusting now that she looks back at it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was how old at the time and she was how old? She was 17. He was in his late 20s, I do believe. Yeah. I think it was because she came out with a song called 29, basically being like, in hindsight, I can't believe this happened. And Taylor Swift did the exact same thing. And even though it hasn't been confirmed, she has a song where she was like, I I literally cannot believe that at the age of 19 that this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really gross story. We'll keep in touch in terms of what's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, it's sad to say that it wasn't shocking but um it's terrible nonetheless it's terrible yeah Yeah. so ashton kutcher he's no longer going to serve as the chairman of the anti-child sex abuse organization that he co-founded so we covered the story last week where people were furious that he and mila kunis sent in a character reference for their friend danny masterson who just got sentenced to 30 years to life for raping two women and obviously they were furious on one level like you're going to send in a character reference for this dude really Uh, but it got even worse because they are so involved in this anti-child sex abuse organization so he put out a statement and said, I cannot allow my error and judgment to distract from our efforts and the children we serve. So he's out of there. And, and so is Mila. And it's sad because they've done so much mm-hmm. for that organization. And so, like, I understand them doing that. But at the same time, I do feel bad for the organization because they lent a lot of um, support to, the, to them. Not yeah. that it matters, but when you um, write a letter like that, is that supposed to be... Um, Secure? That's what I was wondering. I have no idea how. Was that leaked? Because I, I firmly believe when Ashton and Mila wrote that, that they thought only the judge was yeah. going to be reading it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I think it leaked. It's awful because, you know, no, no ill intent was meant. They were just trying to do something for their friend to maybe get the sentence reduced. But I mean, yeah, it wasn't a great look. For more stories, head to thebirtshow.com. Click eBuzz. Get it. The Bird Show. So if you have a family member, you know what? Just a family member. Let's not even take pets into consideration just yet. Family member that passes away. Would you ever consider cloning them? Mm. God, no. I don't love anybody that much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. No. Uh, That's like pet cemetery. Yeah, yeah, it's too weird, right? Too weird. But speaking of pets, what if it's your pet? It feels different because you don't, you can't have a conversation with them. I feel like it'd be easier to notice the cloning with a human, mm-hmm. but a pet, it might be a little bit different. And that's what my parents are thinking. So my parents and I, we lost my childhood dog back in the spring. It was right after I moved here. I got this call, random FaceTime call on like a Tuesday and my mom was like, Ted died. And I was like, oh God, this is not how I expected to start my day. And it was absolutely devastating. I mean, if you've ever had a, a pet that's become family, it is like losing a, a human family member. And my parents are dog people. I mean, they're the type of people that when they go to bed, they try and wedge the dogs in as close as possible to to them like one of my dogs will be spooned in my mom the others curled behind her legs the others like wedged between my mom and my dad and so when we lost Ted it was really devastating because they physically and emotionally felt that loss so for the last couple of months or so every time I've gone home my mom has joked that she misses Ted so much the dog that we lost that she wished that she had cloned him and she keeps saying it and I keep like laughing it off like ha 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 you can't clone your dog Well, turns out there is an actual business that will let you clone your pet. It's called Viagen Pets, and they will help you clone your dog, your cat, or your horse if you really want to clone your horse, which I feel like makes a lot of sense if you're into horse racing because if you have a really great horse that's like winning competitions, makes a lot of sense, right? All right, so two questions. One, how does this work? Two, How much does this cost? I'm so glad you asked because I have all that information here. So basically this clone dog is a genetic twin of your dog, cat, or horse, according to the website. It's just born at a later date. So basically they, um, you get the genetic material from 
So the dog has to be alive. So we found that out the hard way that we won't be able to clone Ted. And they freeze that genetic information. And then whenever you're ready to, to like put it in another dog, they carry it like a surrogate. Then you can have that dog whenever you're ready to bring your clone into the world. Um, it sounds too freaky to me. It, it is really so does. freaky. It feels very like 2078. It is really expensive. <laughs> so it kind of depends on like how much are you willing to invest in possibly getting to clone your dog that me- meant so much to you. So the total cost for dog cloning is $50,000 paid in two equal installments. So 25, 25. Okay. And then same thing for cats, $50,000, 25, 25 in two equal installments. And if you want to clone your horse, you're going to have to double up because it's $85,000. You're definitely not doing that if your horse is trash. (laughs) (laughs) I got to be a good horse. (laughs) I got to be a good racehorse. So I posted this on my Instagram because my mom has really just become great content for me to share Mm. with the world because she's (laughs) a little unhinged, this being a perfect example. And I got a lot of DMs about people who either knew people who did this or looked into it. And they really warned me against doing something like this because they said, yeah, your dog might look and sound like Ted or whoever your long lost dog is. But the personality differences are so massive that I feel like it'd be more devastating to have to look at your dog and have it, it not you act can't the way repli- you remember. Yeah, you can't replicate those experiences because the dog is going to act completely different. Right. So, um... When I had my English bulldog, Riggins, who I love so much, and I'm, I still miss him every day, man. There, I, I tell this to Kristen that I, I can joke about anything. I'm pretty dark. I, I still can't talk about that dog dying. I just can't. Um, and I don't know that I'll ever have an English bulldog ever again. Uh, just because, and this is just for me, if you're a bulldog owner, don't take this personally. I've just lost so many and they only live for like seven or eight years that I just can't go through this process again. Your heart can't take it anymore. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it can. But um, while he was alive, um, I medically froze his junk while he was in for a different surgery. So his... his you got Riggins sperm? Uh, yeah. Really? I do. Uh, and it's in a free- freezer somewhere. And every year, my business manager hits me up and goes, hey, this is only 150 bucks, but you want to get rid of the gunk. Uh, and I have never been able to bring myself to say no to it. Um, but you don't want to you don't want to have another English bulldog. I don't think. Well, first of all, my fiance is allergic to English bulldogs fur, so it couldn't be a possibility. But let's say that wasn't the case. I, 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 I had I had thought about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then I'm like, I, I just can't do it again with an English bulldog. So they extracted can't. it during the surgery? That, yeah, okay. Yeah. It wasn't, I was a little worried. It was a weird visual. And, <laughs> yeah, it's not in my freezer. <laughs> like, yeah, by the popsicles. And, <laughs> but um, I don't think that I have been able to bring myself to do it because that's like the finality of it. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's not here anymore, at least he's gunk somewhere. <laughs> so it might be able to live on at some point. I just can't bring myself to do it. So huh. glad that his sperm is giving you some peace of mind. <laughs> he's not gone. <laughs> yet. There's still a chance. (laughs) And he never got laid in real life. That would kind of suck. Never? No. No, he died a virgin? Yeah, I took his balls off early, and uh, he never got to have sex, so it seemed unjust. He never humped anything. He did it? That was just Tyra that humped everything? That was the female bulldog that humped everything. (laughs) Maybe he was asexual. You don't know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe I made him asexual. So he's going to, wouldn't that be something if he finally gets an impregnated dog without ever having sex? That almost seems mean. That's not fair. (laughs) Get it. The Burt Show. All right, so what do you got going on in your life you want to share with Burt Show fam around the country? You go ahead and email us. And she thinks her 10-year-old might have a stalker, but she's not exactly if this is cute or creepy because it's not an adult we're talking about here. Cassie's got the email. My 10-year-old son got this note placed in our mailbox yesterday. No postage, just placed in our mailbox, indicating that this is from someone in the neighborhood who clearly knows where we live. If this were an adult to me, there'd be no question that this would be fairly terrifying and borderline stalkerish. But as a kid, is this crossing a line and is it something we should be concerned? Okay, before you continue, scroll down to the bottom and read what the note says so we have an understanding. It says, hi, we have not spoken in a while. I miss you, dot, dot, dot. I think we should talk again. We could make it work out. We can both be better with a heart. 
all I think about is you. Can we speak again? And then there are two boxes, yes and no. And it says from SI. And there are two kisses on uh, the envelope. There, one's kind of smeared and it looks like a child's handwriting. And it's important to note that this note was left in the mailbox. Um, the It's actually from a dad and it's his son who got the note. So he writes... I remember being that age and how powerful those pubescent emotions can get, but there's an intensity to this message that might be overstepping, but I'm not really sure. While most of it seems relatively harmless, the lipstick on the envelope and the line, quote, we can be better, to me, is a bit over the top. Here's the kicker. We're not even sure who this is from. He has several friends that he occasionally plays with outside, but he doesn't really have any girlfriends in the neighborhood, as this letter would imply. So the feelings are definitively unrequited, uh, unrequited regardless. I think I might know who it could be, with the only clue being the initials at the bottom, but I'm definitely not certain yet. There is also a very off chance that it might be directed more at me. My son's name was at, not actually in the envelope. Mm. As if it is who, some, who I think it might be, I've suspected that she may have developed a little crush on me personally. If that's true, it definitely needs to be addressed, and I think I could handle that very sensitively. But assuming it is directed towards him, should I just let this go, or should I address it with her parents? Any recommendations? If it is who I think it is, she is a very sweet little girl, and I wouldn't want to embarrass her or get her in trouble or anything like that, as I think it really is more sweet than concerning, but I could use some advice either way. Should I just leave it alone and see how this plays out? See if it happens again? Any advice? I mean, as I look at the note and like the smeared lipstick kisses on it, um, he says he has somebody who he thinks has a crush on him. I don't think that note is from an adult. No. I do think it's from a child. And to me, it screams like um, sleepover prank. Like mm. you're like a bunch of little girls got mm. together. And so it's mm. it strikes me as harmless. Could there be sincerity to it? Maybe. But if I were them, I, I wouldn't do anything about it. I wouldn't do anything about it either. Yeah, I think it's harmless. I don't think it's a big deal at all. And I do hope that letter is not from an adult. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's uh-huh. the scariest part of the whole scenario, <laughs> if it could be. Yeah, I also think it's harmless. I mean, I think if you're really concerned, like if it happens again, that might be an opportunity to step in and maybe tell the parents just so they know what's going on. But I wouldn't freak out about it too much. I don't know. This is... Come on. Listen, for me, it's this line. All I can think about is you, can we speak again? So clearly, either the son or the dad has had a conversation, probably totally innocent and innocuous with this this kid, this girl. But it, it's it's coming off as stalkerish. And I don't know, maybe a 10-year-old doesn't really pay attention to that sort, sort of stuff. But I would be freaked out. I'm trying to put myself in the dad's shoes. If my daughter received a note like this or my son did... I would be a little weirded out, especially when it's like, I think Mm -hmm. we can both be better. All I think about is you. Can we speak again? I miss you. It's it's coming off as if there's a relationship or there have been flirting before. The only thing that's a little strange to me is if you're a 10-year-old, are you really using commas and capital letters? Yes. And this one seems... Yeah. Are you? one year away from middle school. Don't matter. Oh, no. Yes, you you are. Are you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Maybe not in text, but I feel like you took a letter writing class. You're you're in fifth grade. Okay. Honest, okay. Honestly, having a crush is a little bit like being a low grade stalker because you get excited. You're That's like looking true. at their social media. I mean, I mean, ho- hopefully they're not just like walking around, walking walking by the house and staring in the windows. But it's a little bit like being a little Listen, stalkerish. It's been a minute since anyone's mm. expressed attraction to me, so I'm a little rusty <laughs> on this. I think this is really adorable. I wouldn't say a word about it. And I mean, I don't know if it's adorable, but for ten, it seems very um, ten to ten. That's adorable. Yes, and the fact that they're doing it actually on paper and not through like like social media, like online Mm. somehow. So, yeah. I mean, keep it as evidence. I would shut it down. (laughs) I would would check the no box and just write, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Just shut it down nicely. And then that way it's done. You don't need to call anybody else. You don't need to talk to their parents. Just know and just make up that you have a girlfriend. Done. Who do you give it to? You put it in the mailbox of the person who you think it is. Oh. But what if it's not that person? Well, then <laughs> somebody else is going to have a mystery and next door is going to be real interesting. <laughs> it's another morning show's problem. That won't be ours at that point. It's a Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.